Hey guys, thanks for joining us again. This is Paul Wilson, and you're listening to the Diesel Performance Podcast. Uh, Chris wasn't available to help me out today, so I'm going to try to host this thing myself again. From Facebook this week is sponsored by WC Fab, uh, your number one resource for traction bars, twin turbo kits, S300, S400 install kits. We've talked a ton about WC Fab on the show. We've had pretty much all of their employees on the show at this point. Uh, not really, just three of them. But uh, Jason's a great guy, Jason Worley. Uh, Worley Custom Fab is definitely the premier shop. They're the only ones that we use to do twin turbo kits, to do any sort of air intake bundles or anything like that. If you need fabricated parts for your Duramax or your Cummins, they are definitely your number one resource. Uh, and thank you so much to the Worley crew for sponsoring from Facebook segment this week. Uh, this week, I got a message from Michael Joseph Delfino. Michael says, I have an 04 GMC Duramax LB7 with a P0404 code for an EGR. I was wondering about some ways to diagnose it and if it would be worth it to do just a full EGR delete or what. Also, I want to start building it to make power. My goal after listening to your podcast is 600 horsepower. I already have a 5-inch straight pipe exhaust, and I was wondering what you think the next step should be. The truck is bone stock besides the exhaust. It has 200,000 miles on it, and it runs amazing besides that stupid code. I'm on, the, I'm on a budget, and I want to build in stages like you guys always say. I love the $10,000 budget build LBZ episode. That's what made me want to start building the truck. I really look forward to hearing back from you and hearing any of your advice for my build. I forgot to mention, it's my daily driver. I mainly tow light duty. I really just want to have it to have fun and also spend a lot of time in Montana, so high elevation. One other question. Uh, what should my fuel pressure be on average for a bone stock LB7, say for cruising around town and driving on the freeway? And for it being an LB7, how much do I have to worry about EGTs? I do run it hard. I'm 22, and like I said, I mostly have fun with the truck. Um, Michael Joseph Delfino, that was a long message. No problem, though. Well, let's try to break it down here. Number one, uh, your EGR code. This must obviously be a California Emissions LB7. If you have an EGR code, my suggestion is to call over to WC Fab. Talk to them about what kind of solutions they can offer you for that. Uh, I believe there is an intake bundle that would take care of that, and that is 100% exactly what I would do with it. The next thing you need is a tuner. So if you got a bone stock uh, truck, tunes are always going to be your best bang for your buck. So you're going to start off with a spade jack from Duramax Tuner. That's going to give you your custom EFI Live tunes and a DSP-5 setup so you can rotate between all five tunes on the fly. From there, you're going to be on the edge of your transmission. So you can do some little things like a boost increase valve, um, some other basic lift pump supporting mods type stuff. You can do an intake horn and a downpipe. Those are all simple, affordable pieces that you can put on in your driveway at home. The downpipe's a pain in the ass, but it can be done. Um, now you're at 400 horsepower. you got to build the trans to do more, right? So you need something that's going to have a torque converter, a shift kit, new clutches, new steels. If you're looking at a DT750, uh, you're going to be right around uh, that $6,000 mark. That's going to be everything. It's basically putting an all-new built transmission in the truck. From there, you're going to be on the edge of your turbo. So you're going to upgrade your tunes when you build the trans. That's going to bring you up to 520 horse. Once you build the trans, um, 
you're looking at the turbo, you're saying, hey, Stell 64 G2 makes a lot of sense. Those run 1775. You're going to jump into one of those. They are available from DuramaxTuner.com uh, and all of the major online retailers. Um, after that, your truck 600 horsepower, we have gotten you to your build. We've gotten you to your point. You do need to have the uh, lift pump, the traction bars, all the other supporting mods, the intake, the intake horn, the downpipe, those little things. You may consider some other upgrades along the way, like manifolds and up pipes uh, are a good option on those trucks as well. TCM tuning, you don't necessarily have to have it, although I would recommend it. And since you do do a lot of driving, I would suggest the six-speed conversion. It just makes a lot of sense if you're already doing the DT750. Okay, that's your truck. That's your build. That's getting you up to 600 horsepower and handling the EGR. So we got that knocked out of the way. Uh, next, you had asked me about fuel pressure. What should my fuel pressure be on average for a bone stock LB7 for cruising around town and driving on the freeway? I don't know. Just to be real with you, I have no clue. What I look for when I look at a data log to see about your rail pressure is I'm looking to see what's the desired rail pressure compared to what's the actual rail pressure. And this is a way that I'm checking the health mainly of the CP3, but in reality, the total fuel system health, right? So if at wide open throttle, uh, I know your truck maxed out is going to command 23,000 PSI. All I'm looking to do is to see if your actual rail pressure holds in line with that. So it's not necessarily what should your rail pressure be, it's how far of a deviation do you have between your desired rail pressure and your actual rail pressure. That gives us an idea of how healthy the system is. It may be high injector return rates. It may be a weak CP3 pump, but something would cause a deviation there if you have a problem, right? So that answers the fuel system. Uh, EGTs. Yeah, if you're being young and stupid with a truck, you probably got to worry about EGTs in some respect. Now, we always let guys know when we go down a drag strip or when we sled pull, we see 1,600 degrees at the end of the track, 1,650. I've even creeped up on 1,700, although that's probably a little high. They cool down immediately. You're done with the track. You, you go back down. You, know, you cruise down pit lane. The truck cools off. EGTs are back down immediately. You're good to go. EGTs are a question of how high and how much can I sustain, right? So Nicola Menarini, the chief engineer of the XLDE program at GM, which is the Duramax program at GM, uh, we actually did an interview with him, and he let us know that from their standpoint, so somebody who has millions of dollars in research funding, uh, 1350 is is the number. You do not sustain 1350 or higher of EGTs. This means if you're running up a pass, like Stevens Pass in, in Oregon, um, you can't hold 1,350 degrees for 15 minutes. That's going to melt down the truck. You can hold 1,100 degrees, no problem. But once you crest 1,350 for an extended period of time, that's where you are certainly going to cause danger. So depends on what you're doing. Uh, most of it, like the driving around and stuff, I don't think you're going to really have EGT concerns unless there's a boost leak in the truck or a rail pressure issue in the truck. Um some of the light towing, it can get excessive if you're at elevation and heading up a pass. That's when you really are going to see the the worst possible results from high EGTs. So uh, thank you very much, Michael, Joseph, Delfino, and WC Fab for the From Facebook this week. That brings us right into Exergy's Do's and Don'ts. 
Exergy is the number one high pressure fuel system, Bosch fuel system, uh, aftermarket company that there is. They provide us with all of our sportsman injectors, all of our modified injectors, all of our CP3 pumps, our 10 millimeter CP4s, uh, all the components you'll ever need for your Scorpion 6.7 power stroke uh, fuel system. Really, they are it. So when I started to reach out to guys about giving us advice or helping us pass along advice to our listeners, it made a lot of sense for, to work with Exergy on the do's and don'ts segment here. So the number one don't uh, is don't swap your CP4 for a CP3 preemptively. So a lot of guys have these CP4s on an LML that's an 11 to 16 Duramax, and they read horror stories about when they fail. We actually just recently did a Diesel Insights about this. We talked about it on last week's podcast. You can check out the Duramax Tuner Facebook page of what happens when a CP4 fails. It takes out the whole fuel system. You need new everything from the CP4 all the way to the return circuit, injectors, lines, all of it needs to be replaced. It all gets debris that runs through it and damages it. You got to get everything out of there. Because that is such a scary situation, a lot of guys will go out and pull the CP4, buy a CP3 conversion kit, delete the truck, and put a CP3 on it. That works. I'm not going to lie to you. That absolutely works. CP3s are very reliable. They, they don't, when they do fail, they don't take out the whole injection system. I see the desire to have that. However, by the time you look at the cost of doing it and the benefits of doing it, the story kind of changes when you consider all of your options. So the do for this week is put a 10 millimeter CP4 on your LML. So you don't have to delete the emissions equipment to get the power and reliability out of the truck. You can simply throw on a 10 millimeter CP4 from Exergy Improve M-Prop screen, double-wrapped, tighter micron filter. It it actually has protection built into the pump so that if, God forbid, it did fail, it's not going to take out the whole injection system. I was just talking with Randy Harkema over there today. Um, He was telling me about some of the testing and the torture testing that they've actually put their pump through, run it for 40 hours at 2,300 bar consistently, like nonstop running comes off, tear it apart, break it down, and inspect it. The pump's still healthy. It's still ready to go. This is the answer if you're worried about a CP4 failure. Another great thing to do is throw a lift pump on the truck, by the way. Uh, So thank you very much for Exergy for providing the do's and don'ts this week. Uh, Check out Exergy Performance for all of your common rail injection needs. Now, Diesel Insights is a new video series that Duramax Tuner has been producing on a weekly basis. This episode will go live after this video goes live, so I'm okay to talk about it. I, I'm, I'm catching right up to them now. They did, just did an episode on CMD and CME tuning review, and really just 2011 and newer Cummins, right? So they, they kind of did a top-of-the-line funnel or top-of-the-line production, uh, talking about all the kind of ins and outs, the things that we get asked most commonly about those trucks, uh, one of them being... 68 RFE or ASIN. So Nick talks a little bit directly about that. Talks about the difference of fuel mileage, uh, compares deleting to leaving the truck emissions equipped, and a lot of other things that he digs into around those trucks. So if you've been thinking about buying a truck or if you have a 2011 to 2018 Cummins, go over to Duramax Tuner's Facebook page or YouTube channel and check out the latest Diesel Insights video. Uh, Nick does a really good job of breaking those down and getting you a lot of great information about them. 
Now, Nick, of course, works with everybody that we're talking about today. So XRG, WC Fab, and of course, he will also be attending the Ultimate Callout Challenge, which is still our most popular industry news. Um, Alligator Performance is really the ones who are the title sponsor for the Ultimate Callout Challenge. Uh, I just jumped on their website today and checked out the top five Duramax parts that they have posted on alligatorperformance.com. So going through them in order, Deviant PCV reroute kit. Very common. Uh, Everybody has the crankcase breathers. They sell a reroute kit to run those down to your frame rails so that you're not getting oil up inside the engine. Dynamite Diesel Performance 50 horsepower LBZ injectors. We've had Lenny Reed on the show before. Uh, Great guy, great products. Uh, I'm sure you can check those out through Alligator. Number three, Edge Insight CTS2. I've always referred to this as the absolute best monitor for your truck. Uh, you got a even a cheap Duramax is still probably ten grand. Four hundred and thirty dollar monitor to make sure it's safe, kind of a no brainer. Rare parts tie rods. Um, tie rod sleeves work to some extent, but they still leave a weakness out there in the the tie rod itself, right above the sleeve, right below the knuckle. I have seen tie rods crack there. That's why they sell the rare parts tie rods. They're actually upgraded tie rods. And then number five is the MotorOps AutoCal for LMMs. Uh, MotorOps is a company based out of Canada. They do really good EFI live tuning. Uh, They're probably one of the few guys that I would refer somebody with an LMM to go to besides myself. So thank you very much, Alligator. UCC, less than 90 days away, 30 competitors, 50 qualifiers. This is going to be the Super Bowl of diesel performance. Uh, make sure you check it out, May 4th, 5th, and 6th. I'm sure it's going to be streaming live on Facebook as well. They are hosting that at the Lucas Oil Raceway there in Brownsburg, Indiana. Myself, Chris Emke, and producer Rich are going to be out at the show. Uh, so we'll be walking around, interviewing people live, uh, trying to do a little bit of announcing, and really just getting involved with the whole project. So thank you very much to Ultimate Callout Challenge and Alligator Performance for making that happen. Which brings me right into our special guest today. Now, our special guest is the mainstay of this show, of course. I know that's what you guys are waiting for me to shut up and talk about. Uh, This week's special guest is brought to us by Merchant Automotive. uh, More specifically, Merchant Automotive Additive, a multi-benefit diesel fuel treatment. Now, I've talked about diesel fuel additives in the past and talked about the difference between snake oil and chemistry. This is definitely one they put a lot of chemistry behind. So this will this additive will increase your cetane two to three points, faster starting, smoother running, increase power, higher BTUs, increase lubrication, um, which is going to help with injector CP3, CP4 health. It's a great additive at an affordable price. Check out Merchant Automotive for more about the Merchant Automotive additive. Uh, but that finally gets me to this week's guest, which is another Ultimate Callout Challenge qualifier, Joe Virgilio. How the hell are you? I'm good, man. How are you? I'm doing great. I'm doing great, Joe. Thank you so much for taking some time out of uh, working at the shop here on a Friday night and talking with me about being a qualifier at the Ultimate Callout Challenge. No problem. I'm excited. No problem, man. I'm excited. Uh, I got a chance to jump on and kind of check out a couple pictures of the truck and check out a little bit about you. Uh, I always start off these interviews by having you tell our listeners how'd you get started in diesel performance. Um, I mean, I guess it's just about like anybody else. Uh, I was younger. Um, I got my first truck. It was a it was a '89 Hercules. 
two-wheel drive five-speed truck. And, you know, it was just, like I said, just the same thing as everybody else goes through. I got it. You know, I didn't have a bunch of money when I was younger. Everybody had newer trucks, and they put the programmers and stuff like that on their, their 24 valves and whatnot. And I was just, I was like, man, you know, I just I want to do something. And I just kind of slowly worked my way up. You know, I just started with these first in doing whatever I could and just kind of gradually started doing them for other people that knew me, all my other friends. Just kind of progressed and just learned to love it. And just, you know, once you get it in your system, you can't get it out. <laughs> That's it, man. Uh, the bug bites you, and you're, you're done. I yeah. get it. I get it. Okay. Um, all right, so tell me a little bit about your experience with competitiveness in diesel performance. Do you sled pull? Do you drag race? Have you been to the Diesel Power Challenge? Um, no, I've yet to be. This is our first real big competition. Um, we, we we do local pulls. You know, I sponsor a couple guys locally uh, that, that pull trucks, you know, a couple three of smooth board trucks and two five trucks and things of that nature. Um, I've got a, a quite a bit of drag race guys. Um, I've put together a few trucks that do, uh, you know, running the ODSS um, series. Um, but otherwise, you know, drag racing is more what I've been into. That's kind of been our thing from the beginning. I, you know, I prefer it. But like I said, as far as competition, um, never done to the higher challenge. This will be our first you know, real big ordeal. And, you know, I'm really looking forward to it. it, it it's exciting. I'm sure it'll be a lot of work, but definitely looking forward to the competition aspect of it. Yeah, a lot of work might be the understatement of the year, to be honest. Um, this is <laughs> this is one of those competitions that seems to to really push guys to their limits of what they can do with a truck. Nobody that I've talked to has a truck together besides maybe Charlie Keeter, and even his setup is going through some changes. What are you bringing, man? What What are you taking out there? So it's a it's a four door short bed O six dot. Um, it's uh, you know four wheel drive, obviously, but it's fleet uh, or active freedom racing engine six four um, competition motor. Um, lots of fuel, lots of air. Our in house. You know, built 48RE transmission. Uh, that's really about it. Okay, um, well, you said lots of fuel. What size injectors in CP3 are you running? Uh, we're, our injectors are uh, 450% SNS injectors. And then the CP, and then uh, police is handling the CP3s. We'll be running two of their new 13-millimeter CP3 pumps. Dual 13 millimeters, 450% injectors. That's garden hoses, man. You're just turning the, the on and off valve on, huh? Yeah, I mean, you know, you got to do what you got to do to try to make a little bit of time. Well, well you got a, a, I assume, a deck plated 5.9 to a stroke to a 6.4. You're you're running a ton of fuel. What are you matching that up with with turbos? And, and I say turbos, um, everybody I've talked to has at least two. Yeah, yeah, we're going compound. Um, see, we're, we're running uh, two force induction units. Uh, the first one's 88 millimeter. That'll be on the manifold. And then we'll also be running a 102 millimeter Garrett Turbo uh, built by force induction as well. 
Damn. Okay, 102. Do you got some horsepower goals? What do you think this thing is going to make? So, um, Chase Police is going to be doing the engine dynoing and tuning it on the engine dyno. We're thinking with the compounds, we're hoping to be somewhere close to two fuel only. And then, obviously, you know, we're, we'll have a little nitrous on backup just in case. But I don't think we're going to be the, you know, we're not going for the top number. We're just going for a good a good solid truck, you know, good well-thought-out truck for all three of them. Well, you know, a good well-thought-out truck includes a, a chassis and suspension setup that's going to support drag racing and sled pulling. Dynawing chassis is probably not as big of a factor, right? Just got to get the right tires on it. So yeah. what are you doing for the chassis and suspension to be able to drag race, and then how does that change so you can sled pull? Well, what I'm doing is, it's, uh, I'm not doing any four link or anything like that. Um, just a good set of cow tracks and adjustable shocks um, in the front and rear as far as the drag racing side goes. I'll be handling all that. Um, we have yet to do anything as far as the pulling side goes uh, just because I, uh, <laughs> we haven't got that far, to be honest. Okay. <laughs> I mean, as simple as that. We're, we're going to make it as you know, we're gonna we've have ideas. I'm working with somebody who that's all he does is build pulling truck chassis. Um, so he's got a real good idea of what we could do as far as, you know, a standard leaf springer and to just make it a pretty seamless process to make the switch over. Um, but as far as any specific stuff I, I can say, we haven't got there yet. Okay, so it sounds like you're really confident in your drag racing. Um do we? Do you got a prediction for your ET? What do you think you're going to come out to? What are you shooting for? I I couldn't even tell you because you know a track will only hold so much power as it is, and to find that that number that this particular chassis put down will be hard to predict. And as far as the weight is concerned, it's going to be hard to predict. Um, this will actually be a street driven quote unquote truck, um, and so. It retains some parts of the interior, not all of them. They'll actually have three racing seats in it with, uh, you know, all five-point harnesses, and it's got an 850 cage. Um, but like I said, it's, so I, for one thing, I don't know what it's going to weigh yet. I, so between that and what a track will hold, it's, you know, it, you'll never know. I mean, I would like to be very deep into the nine. I think that's totally doable. I don't see that being an issue. Um, you know, if we could pull off a real high eight, that would be that'd be pretty wild for you know a street driven portal stuff. But you know, kind of just take it as we go through that. Yeah, I mean, the four-door short bed, I definitely see helping you over on weight distribution side for sled pulling, but it's a big drawback on the on the drag racing. So you're thinking you're just going to push that weight with just more power. I mean, that that kind of seems like the strategy there, right? Is like I got to get the time. We're going to keep throwing power at it until we get there. You're not going to go after fiberglass beds or shaving weight in other ways. Now that now we have now we 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 are cutting back weight. Um, it will be bed size only, but in saying that, it'll have working taillights and all that too to keep it strict legal. So okay. we're losing as much as we absolutely possibly can. 
but at the same time, we're retaining enough where we could legally still drive it on the street. Gotcha, gotcha. All right. Uh, have you started scoping out the competition yet? Have you looked around at the other guys who are in for the qualifiers? Who do you think is uh, going to be a big shot there? Who are you worried about? Yeah, well, I know, uh, I believe Jay Lou's qualifier, and he's got he, he's got a hell of a set as far as engine and fuel goes, um, and he's also doing, it looks like a Steve Cassie. So I'd say he's got a lot going on there, and that should be, it should be a hell of a truck, you know. It's a lot of work, though. Same kind of boat I'm in is what I'm afraid of, which is, can you get it done quick enough where you're not making your first ever attempt at UCC? It's going to be the biggest thing. Yeah, I mean, even so, in the qual- in the competitor circle, most most if not all of the competitors showed up last year with an untested truck, um, and this yeah. year. That's. I think we're going to see a lot of that happening again. Can you kind of explain to listeners why you don't want to be in that situation? Oh, because you just you just don't know. I mean, you might show up and you might have a set of turbos that, that don't want to work together. You could have boost leaks. You could have funny vibrations when you go down the track. You could have a truck that doesn't want to stay straight when you want, uh, suspension issues, bouncing, you know, chassis unloading real hard and hopping at the line breaking. But, I mean, really the possibilities as far as that stuff concerned are just endless. And you just, you might not even know. You, you could put this truck together and, you know, think you got the best thing in the world and go out there and just, just you know, eat your dreams crushed and just well underperform because, you know, on paper it looks good, but you don't know until you go out there and actually try it. So, you know, and that's just too, as far as drag racing especially, I think they allow three passes is what it is. And, I mean, if you're on an untested truck, even the lower horsepower trucks, you're getting a 1,000 horse truck, first time out, it usually takes more than three passes to pull off a good EP. So... You know, you start adding a 2,000 horse truck trying to make a couple passes. It's going to take a hell of a lot more than three passes down the track to get any kind of real time and make a full power pass. Absolutely, man. That's such great, great notes about being prepared for the event, uh, getting out and testing your truck before you, you're in the competition. What does your timeline look? I know the truck's not together yet. When are you hoping to have it completed by? Oh, before uh, March, or what is it, May, first week of May? <laughs> yeah. I, didn't, I didn't want to remind you, but we are 90 days out, uh, a little bit less than 90 days out from the UCC going on May 4th, 5th, and 6th in uh, Indiana there, Brownsburg, Indiana. So this is this is your first big major event with like kind of national eyes on you. Uh, what are you hoping to get out of competing at the UCC? Uh, you know, I'm not looking for anything crazy. Obviously, I own a business. So, you know, the end goal is to have people see the truck, see it perform well, and say, you know, hey, he put that together. You know, maybe I would like to see what he can do for me. So, obviously, gaining business out of it is, you know, the top notch. Especially, you spend all this money, it's practically advertising. You hope to get something as far as business. But, 
you know, it's just uh, otherwise it's a good time to meet new people. It's a great time to just show off what you can do, um, you know, and compete. I mean, that's what's about. Everybody loves competition, and I'm looking very forward to it. That's awesome, man. Well, I definitely appreciate you taking out some time of your busy day to uh, talk with our listeners a little bit about getting ready for the UCC. Is there anybody you'd like to give a shout out to? Yeah, I would just like to thank everybody that's helping me with this so far. Um, like I said, Freedom Racing Engines definitely coming through with this engine, doing the doing a bang up job and putting me together something that I think is going to be really exciting and new. Uh, we're working on a couple things that just are kind of one-off, so I'll be looking forward to seeing how that does. And then, uh, you know, King Speed is actually building the cage and handling the seats and all that harnesses, all that stuff for me. Um, you know, forced induction for the turbos, uh, DTC converters. He's, uh, he's supplying us with the converters and some of that stuff. So, yeah, I guess it's about it. I'm sure there's somebody I'm forgetting, but no problem well thank you so much for joining us joe listeners make sure to uh get your tickets for the ultimate call out challenge happening may 4th 5th and 6th in brownsburg indiana this has been paul wilson thanks for listening to the diesel performance podcast the diesel performance podcast is brought to you by calibrated power solutions home of duramaxtutor.com Calibrated Power develops emissions-equipped calibrations for a wide variety of diesel powertrains, including Duramax, Cummins, Powerstroke, John Deere, Case, New Holland, and many more. For more information and the best customer service in the industry, check out calibratedpower.com or call 815-568-7920. That's 815-568-7920. If you'd like to contact the podcast, send us a message through Facebook or email paul at duramaxtutor.com or chris at cehmk at DuramaxTuner.com. Both Paul and Chris may be contacted by phone. Paul's extension is 2121. Chris is 2122. Hey, thanks for listening. Your feedback is appreciated. Please rate and review us on iTunes, subscribe on YouTube, like us on Facebook, and by all means, let us know if you have any ideas for a podcast. We'd love to hear from you. What does your timeline look? I know the truck's not together yet. When are you hoping to have it completed by? Oh, before uh, March, or what is it, May, first week of May? <laughs> yeah.